necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have been connecting them with another. That's the first line in our Constitution. Here's another one. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men, that's all women and boys and girls also, are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator with certain inalienable rights that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It didn't say you'd have happiness. You've got to pursue it. And, and listen, God didn't promise you happiness. You know what He's promised? He's promised to make you like Him. Facebook, we welcome you this morning. I'm glad you're here. God's going to speak to you this morning. And Lord, we do thank you for our country. You know, there's a lot of dumb stuff going on. <clears throat> Let me tell you, but this is going on in the in the United Kingdom, Britain, England, and what goes on there. Listen, they want to control the world. That's probably where the power seat is. The the wrong power seat. But what goes on there usually comes here. 66-year-old man goes to donate blood. They said, you got to fill out this form. And it says, uh, are you pregnant? So, of course, he just skips over it. They said, no, you've got to fill that out. I'm not filling that out. Obviously, I'm not pregnant. You've got to fill it out. He says, I think I'll just not donate blood today. I'm not signing it. I mean, that's a t how twisted the world is that we're living in. But the good news is he's got you and I here to help make a difference. See, God has left mankind here. What are the sons of men that you love him? Yet you've made him a little lower than God and you've crowned him with glory. He's crowned us with glory and majesty, according to Psalms 8. And you've put all things under his feet. There's some things we can't do. We've got to believe God for. But there's no excuse for us not doing the things we're called to do. And that's where my generation has let, it, let down in this, in this time in our government. And we preachers. There's just so many that will not make a stand. I'm going to talk about some of those things this morning. But I want to read you some scripture out of Colossians <clears throat> chapter 2. And listen, this is about who you are in Christ. I want you to know who you are. I want to start with uh, verse 8. Listen, there is deceptive, a deceptive spirit in, in the country. See to it that no one takes you captive through philosophy and empty deception according to the traditions of men, according to the elementary princes of the, principles of the world, rather than according to Christ. Everything we need is in Christ Jesus. We've got to look to Him. For in Him, in Jesus, 
all the fullness of deity dwells in bodily form. All of God was in Christ Jesus, is in Christ Jesus. And in Him, you have been made complete. Tell your neighbor, you've been made complete. Now tell him, why don't you act like it? Come on, we're complete in Him. I want to act like it. I met a godly man this week. Every time I meet him, I'm, it challenges me. Come on. We're, it says we're complete in Him. Is that true or not? Tear that page out of your Bible if it's not true. Amen. Where was I? In Him you've been made complete. Oh, and He's the head over all rule and authority. That word all, that means all. He's, he's over all this junk going on. He knows about it. He wants us to do our part in it and believe Him to do the rest. You're complete in Him over all rule and authority. In Him, you were circumcised with a circumcision made without hands. When you were born again, He took out that old stony heart and put His nature in you. When you were baptized, that's what goes, that all happens in that process. That God's Spirit changes you. It's an interchange that will eventually be made outward if you'll feed your spirit man and allow God to grow you in Christ. You don't take a baby and just expect them. Make it on your own, kiddo. We got you here. He's given us a book. I mean, you can just memorize one verse and change your life. Memorize two. And you know what? Those verses are like old friends to me. And I, I was, I couldn't believe the other morning some verse, and Jackson, I couldn't say it. You know, I just hadn't dwelt on it in a while. You've got to go over those. You only keep, you only keep your old friends. They're, they're markers in your life. Verses that you can just go to and you just know you've got something in you. Hide the Word of God in your heart. You've been made complete. He's the head over all rule and authority. <clears throat> well, why are we in the mess we're in if He's in charge, if He's over all? He's up there patting His foot. Come on, church. Come on, church. I've given you everything you need. I'm waiting on you to do some things. It's on the church. That's you and I. <clears throat> We've got to take our place in Him. That circumcision, that old nature was taken out. But yet, if you don't put the Spirit of God in, that old nature will raise up. That's why it says we've got to reckon that old nature continually dead. That it's not ruling me. I'll say that old Gerald's not ruling me. I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. You've got to confess what the Word of God confesses or you'll be that infant laying there all the rest of your life and the promises of God will never come true in your life. You'll be run over by the world. 
because you will not do your part in growing spiritually. God will do His. He'll always meet you. In Him you were also circumcised with a circumcision made without hands in the removal of the body of flesh by the circumcision of Christ. Christ Jesus does that process. When you say, Jesus, I'm a sinner. I want to be saved. I believe you are the Son of God that bore the sins for all of mankind. That process begins when you get baptized. Scripture says that all this happens in our lives. Having been buried with Him in baptism, in which you were also raised up with Him through faith in the working of God who raised Him from the dead. As Jesus was raised from the dead, you've got to believe that if you're saved. You've got to believe that to be saved. So, baptism, we baptized Cassidy a couple weeks ago. That was a picture of her dying to the old way of life. Being raised to walk in newness of life. Jesus went into a physical grave. We go into a watery grave to be raised to walk in newness of life. To, to live with Him, to reign in Him, to be seated with Him in the heavenly places. Raised up with Him through faith. Keeping faith in the working of faith in the working of God. Not faith in what you're doing, faith in the working of God who raised Him from the dead. When you were dead, see we were a lost person's dead, and we were all there one time in your transgressions and the uncircumcision of your flesh. He's talking about the heart. He makes you alive together with Him. Can you believe that? You're alive together with Him. I'm never alone. I'm alive together with Him. Lord, You're so good. Having forgiven all your transgressions. That's not some. That says all. All your transgressions. Well, if I'm forgiven, why do I still remember them? Why am I still faced with them? It's because we don't put enough of the Word of God in us to believe more about the Word of God than we do our past. Everyone's got a past. We've all got memories we wish we didn't have. And the more you dwell on them, the bigger they'll get and it'll suck whatever it just sucks life out of you it takes life from you when you go back down those old things you've got to come to a place in your life when you say I know I am forgiven you, you've heard all kinds of testimonies I remember Bobby Connor telling his testimony he had a Shotgun in his mouth, going, wanting to commit suicide, and the church was praying for him. And he told all the, I mean, he, he went through everything. Just like us, we've been through everything. And yet, when you come to Christ, and He circumcises your heart, and you ask for forgiveness, you are forgiven. And yet, as a Christian, we can sin. And what do we do? Lord, I'm wrong. You're right. Forgive me. I repent and I go again. That's, 
That's part of the process. He could have created a perfect person. He did one. That's probably wrong to say he was created because he's always been. He could have made us all perfect, but he didn't. He gives us the choice to become like him. You can't be like him. You have to become like him. We've all seen children that nobody ever taught them anything. We've had a good Christian couple years ago come to our house. We were sitting in our living room there where you first come in. Those kids started down the hall. They're just going to go help themselves to do whatever they... I said, whoops, wait a minute. No, you're going to stay in here. Mom and Dad never said a word to them. We've got a Father that will correct us. Because why? He loves us. God, you're so good. You are the head. You have forgiven us all our transgressions, having canceled out the certificate of debt consisting of degrees against us which were hostile to us. He has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. When he disarmed the rulers and authorities, he made a public display of them, having triumphed over them through him. Jesus Christ handled all this. He did all this. Let me read you a verse out of the passion on that. He is the complete fullness of deity in human form. And our own completeness is now found in him. We're completely filled with God as Christ's fullness overflows within us. He's the head of every kingdom and authority in the universe. Lord, we bless you. We honor you. He canceled out every legal violation that we had on our record and the old arrest warrants that stood to indict us. He erased all our sins, our stained souls. That's some of those things you have trouble getting over. Stained souls. But you can get over it. You've got to say, is, is your circumstance more real than the Word of God? You've got to base your life on what the Word of God says, not what has happened to you. Stained souls are stained souls. He deleted it all and they cannot be retrieved. Everything we once were in Adam has been placed unto, onto his cross and nailed permanently there as a public display of cancellation. Then Jesus made a public spectacle of all the powers and principalities of darkness, stripping away from them every weapon and all their spiritual authority and power to accuse us. <clears throat> we shouldn't be accused. And you know what? If you're not guilty, you know you can stand against that. And if you're guilty, you just need to ask God for forgiveness and mean it and go again. The authority and power to accuse us. And by the power of the cross, don't forget the power of the cross, Jesus led them around 
as prisoners in a possession of Trump. He was not their prisoner. They were his. And there's no record on earth of him doing that. So that happened when he went to heaven. After his 50 days. I'm telling you, there, that happened. He defeated. Satan got kicked out of heaven. Jesus Christ is the seated king. He is the Lord. And by him you can silence those accusing voices that say you're never good enough or remember this or remember that. I remember it, but God doesn't. There's no record of it in heaven if you've confessed it. I remember the first time that we had a prophetic person come way back and someone said, <clears throat> now they can see things. Can they see the things I've done? If, they're, if we're forgiven, they're erased in heaven. A godly person's not going to bring up your past. Your old friends that want to drag you down will. They'll say, yeah, I remember. And you've got to say, Yes, I remember, but that's not who I am now. That's what I used to be. Anybody watch, did you watch Flashpoint the other night, Friday night? Anybody watch them when they were in Atlanta? Boy, that was good. They had a great patriotic, spiritual time at the end. Morio stood up there and he called out sicknesses. You can get healed today. He called out all kinds of sicknesses this lady had. <clears throat> and her husband was behind her and he said, Sir, am I saying that right? He said, you've, you've, you've got it. We still serve a miraculous God. But they talked about a lot of things. I want to talk about a, a couple of them. They had a lady there named A.B. Johnson that was a former Planned Parenthood director. But some way or other she got out of that. And she talked about the 63 million abortions. But here, here's what really just touched me. This, she said 60% of them come out of the church. 60% of them. Listen, I know why God keeps having me preach to the church. I, I tell other preachers, if I go anywhere, my ministry is to preach to the church. Because it, when we raise up a mature body of Christ, we're going to change things. <clears throat> we've prayed, and I've told you, we've prayed for a lot of people, ladies that have had abortions, and you can be forgiven. And if you're here today and you're in that case, we've, we don't condemn you. We want to help you get over whatever you've been through to know that you're complete and forgiven in Christ Jesus. But 63 million and 40% of them coming from the church. But she said, let me tell you this. I ran that. I forgot how long she ran her Planned Parenthood. But she said she had... Uh, had oversaw 22,000 abortions, so she'd done that for a while. And she said, I had two abortions myself. And she said, I was in a good Baptist church. 
And she said, I heard preaching on adultery. I heard preaching on homosexuality, tithing. I never heard anything on abortion. She said, I was in church the Sunday before I had my abortion. I was in Sunday the church after. I never heard anything about abortion being wrong. Listen, abortion's wrong. It's murder. It's wrong. Can you be forgiven? Yes, you can be forgiven. But the best testimony is I've never went through this stuff. The best testimony is I've just walked with Jesus. I had parents that guided me and I grew up in it. 3,000 babies aborted every day. Sixty percent from the church. But you know the divorce rate in church is higher than it is in the world the last statistics I saw. See, I got this revelation years ago. I didn't need to go to Africa to go to the mission field. You don't need to go to somewhere on a mission trip. You just need to start in Skytook. You just start where you live. And it's not that Skytook's worse than any place else. We've got a great area here. But it's all around us. There's, and not just abortion. There's all kinds of people in bondage in the church. You're not free. God wants us free. We can sing that. And you can walk out here today and be free. You can. You can leave it here today. It's your decision. I talked about John Hamill last week and they were going to start this ministry and God said, mm, no, you got to start with your family. Well, we've got to start with Skytook. Skytook's our mission field. Spirit, Collinsville, wherever you live, the area you live in. This is our, our region, northeastern Oklahoma. Oklahoma. We need to take this region. I want to ask you if you prayed for the city this morning, if you prayed for this area this morning, we prayed for our government today. I, I challenge you. But there's every type of sin and unbelief in the church. Haven't we prayed long enough, God deliver us from all evil? Didn't, don't we pray that? How can, we have, how can those things be in the church like that? I'm telling you, it's a lot of us on we pastors that we haven't proclaimed it. Lord, we just love you. Dutch Sheets was part of that. And he said, uh, he, he read Genesis 2.15. The Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to cultivate it and keep it. That word, keep it, there's different words and different translations as the word shamar, which means he was put there as a watchman. You know what he was supposed to watch? He's supposed to watch over that garden. He was supposed to keep the snake out of the garden. We see the snake in our government. 
What about in the church? What about in the church? What about in Skytook? Pray for pray for us about how to take Skytook, how to be in, involved in it. And we're believing for sister to be put on the school board. Lord, we bless you. We have to fight for unity. We have to fight for it in here. The famous James Reed told Dixie when we were downtown, you'll always have to fight for this. That's fine. You have to fight. We, we think about the people that gave their lives, even the men that signed that Declaration of Independence knew they were signing their death warrant. The people that fought in the wars from... The, all the wars that went here, they fought for this nation. And are we just going to sit here and say, and just talk about how bad the government is, or are we going to do something about it? There was a guy at a horse show, and he's talking about the judging, how bad it was. And this other guy said, are you qualified to judge? And he, oh, no, sir. He said, well, you're not qualified to, I'll say, gripe. We we got to get involved. We got to get on the on the team. I had a person in the last few years came a time or two, and I I knew him, and uh, they said uh, I want to be part of the church. Said uh, I'd really like to have a staff position. I said, well, just hang around a while, and we'll see. They're gone. They were here quite a while. We had a PR man for the phone company one day. We were having our Friday prayer meeting. He was a brother. I talked to him a little bit. He said, have you got any staff positions open? I said, come hang out with us and we'll see. He's a good man. He didn't come back, though. I mean, they're good people. But listen, we can get twisted up in this. It's It's easy. The snake, listen, we're not trying, Satan's not trying. To stop the church, he's trying to get in the church so he can stop it. If I can say that right, he wants to rule it from inside. I talked to a man yesterday who was in a good church for years, and he said, you know, it's, it started changing, and I did, we didn't even notice it for a while. And said it was hard. To, it was like leaving home to leave it. The snake got in some way. Clicks. Ladies, beware. Those who claim to have a ministry but no one following them. We need to check the fruit. Where's the fruit of your ministry? If you've got something you want to do in ministry, come talk to us. We'll help you do it or start it. Debbie, come talk to us about starting a ladies' ministry here. She does that on Thursday morning. Listen, we want to help you fulfill what God's called you to do. But don't think you can be part of the group and kind of try to do that on your own in your little clicky way. You need to be part of. Amen. Lord, we just bless you. 
Lord, show us how to keep the snakes out. But before we take the nations, Sky 2, Osage, Washington, Tulsa counties, this is where God has placed us. You can't change something if you're not there. I mean, you can pray for some things. But we've got to know this is our ministry. This is it. Then he'll expand it. He'll give you all, he'll give you more than you can do. I got to pray with one of our county commissioners this week, had lunch with him. Good man, lives here in town. God's on the move. Let's look at uh, Philippians chapter 3. Paul has uh, told about all he went through and who he was as a Jew. Verse 7 says, But whatever things were gained to me, those things I've counted as lost for the sake of Christ. More than that, I count all things to be lost in view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. And we've all been in some good things. We've had some accolades. We've had this and that. But compared to knowing Christ, they're nothing. And yet God's got us all in various fields. And those are our ministries. And we need to walk in them. We need to enlarge them and, and believe for them. But he said, Paul, I mean, there wasn't anyone that surpassed him as being a Pharisee of the Pharisees. He could quote more scripture. He probably could quote the first five books of the Bible plus a lot of Psalms. But he said, I count it all loss. For whom I've suffered the loss of all things and count them but rubbish so that I may gain Christ. See, you, you can be the head of the class. And that's what he was saying. He was the head of the class. He was going to kill those crazy Christians because they were against some of their traditions. So God knocked him down and really got his attention and told him that you're going to suffer a lot of things for me. But he said, verse 9, I may be found in him. You can get born again, but you've got to grow in him, not having a righteousness of my own derived from the law. That's self-righteousness. But you want that righteousness which is through faith in Christ. The righteousness which comes from God on the basis of faith. That I may know Him and the power of His resurrection and the fellowship of His suffering being conformed to His death. Paul said, I want to know Him like that. Now, when he, he wrote this, it wasn't the day after his conversion. He'd been a Christian for a long time, for years. But he knew he was still growing in Christ. Listen, we, we want more of him. We press into him. I haven't arrived. If you have, you can tell us how. It's a process. 
But it takes effort. I told one of the pastors one day, I said, you know, it's easy to get up and read of a morning. But I, I said to pray, now that's another process. He said, prayers work. I mean, other than God bless me, we four no more. Amen. That I may know Him and the power of His resurrection and the fellowship of His suffering being conformed to His death in order that I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. I have trouble with somebody telling me, yeah, when I was eight years old, I got saved. And they've lived 50 years and they have nothing in their life that proves they're a Christian. I have trouble with that, believing they're really saved. And yet I know if once you're saved, I believe you really are. But I, I believe if you're saved, God is doing something in you. I've told you, I never had a horse I didn't think couldn't do better. I think that's the way God looks at us sometimes. Just press in. There's more. There's more. If a God lives in you, is He not going to make you holy? He's come to make us holy. Lord, we bless you. I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it yet. See, He's still planning on doing it though. But one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead. Forgetting what lies behind. I talked about that. The old past that wants to pull you down. Or how great it was. Yeah, sin's fun. But it costs you more than you want to pay. You spend the rest of your life getting over it. Forgetting what lies behind and reach forward to what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. And 1 Peter 1.15 says, But like the Holy One who called you, be holy yourselves also in all behavior. I still believe Romans 8.1, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Why? Because the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus sets you free from the law of sin and death. I tell you, those are great verses. The law of sin and death. The Spirit of Christ Jesus sets you free from that. But you've got to know that. You've got to believe that. You've got to be able to say, you can take that fairy tale and go talk to somebody else about it. I'm going on. That's a past. There's no use me dwelling on that. We've got to know who we are. The church has got to make a difference. The church has got to rise up. I pray for the church out throughout all the earth. Pray for the underground church. Doesn't in 1 Peter 2.24 still true? He himself bore our sins on the cross. That we being what? Dead to sin. Is, still, is sin still alive in you? Dead to sin. Dead to sin. That's where it talks about getting healed in that verse. That's a good verse. He himself bore sins in his body. 
in his body. He internalized them some way. That we might die to sin and live to righteousness. For by his wounds, by his stripes, we were healed. We can be healed today. I was listening to part of a sermon of Robert Morris the other day. It was really good. They're, they're always good. He said, <clears throat> he told all the different kinds of several miracles he had witnessed. He said, I, I saw a woman with cataracts and they were so dark and I prayed for her and I saw them turn light. I mean, he told about several. But he said, I went for about a year, uh, seems like about a year was like a knife sticking in my shoulder blades right in the middle of my back. I mean, it was so severe. He went through, you know, different process, people checking him out, you know, and he couldn't get through it. But he said one day, the Lord talked to him about, you've seen all kinds of miracles. You know God heals. But we all have to come back and personalize. And I suspect he repented then of, we can get an unbelief. I'm not saying he was, but something there had a hold on him that got broken. And he said, I literally felt God pull that knife out of my back. By his stripes we're healed. But see, when we get right with God, and listen, the church ought to have a great place in your life. The church won't save you. But it's like a mother. It'll help you. And most of you don't think it's very important. I think we, we had maybe a dozen here Wednesday night. Now, if you've got something that's more important, do it. But if you don't, maybe you ought to ask God if you shouldn't join us. It'll help you grow up in Him. It'll help. It'll feed your spirit. Whether you think you got anything out of it or not, you're getting something out of it. Your spirit, man, gets something out of it. But you've got to put something in it. You've got to say no to some things. It's okay to say no to some things. The world system has got us, we're so busy. Most people, you ask them, I talked to a great man of God, T.D. Hall, one day I called him years ago and I needed some help. I said, how are you? He said, I'm busy. We talked a little bit and I didn't go into what I wanted to talk to him about, Mark, because I knew he was busy. We better have time for people. You better... Oh, number one has got to get off the throne. Let Jesus be Jesus. I'm telling you, God's going to deal with the sin in the church. We keep thinking God turned America around and God said, listen, I've put you here to rule and reign. And if you're sick and 60% are into this or that, they'll tell them what the drug deal is. The pornography is way too high over 50%. Clergy, it's way high in them. Listen, God will forgive us our sins. But we've got to get it right with Him. And if you won't get it right today, you won't get it right. 
And it doesn't make any difference what it is. If he says it's wrong, it may be something you're doing, it may be something you're not doing. It was a sin not to vote this week. I think it was this past week. You know what? Well, about 25% of the church votes. So no wonder we're in the case we're in. Amen, Brother Gerald. I'm going to ask who didn't vote. Yeah, that's right. Or repent. He himself bore our sins in the body on the cross so that we might die to sin and live in righteousness. For by his wounds you were healed. But the next verse says, For you were continually straying like sheep. But now you have returned to the shepherd and guardian of your whole soul. Well, have, are you still straying? Or are you dealing with your stuff? I'm telling you, sin is still sin. God has not changed His perspective on it. He is absolute. And it may be funny to you sometimes what people do, and that's why sin has really crept in on us through TV. Something will be funny. They'll make it funny. And we'll laugh at it, and we know it's wrong. It's something the commercials now... 20 years ago would have been x-rated I know a man I was, I was a kid if a commercial come on with cigarettes they could advertise cigarettes then he'd have them turn it off during that commercial I mean it's changed a lot hadn't it but I'm, I'm telling you do you want to be right with Jesus or the world are we his or are we just part of this world system and we come on Sunday and say, now I'm right with God. Listen, I want us all to grow up and be mature in Christ. I, I want to see you, I want to hear the reports of how God uses your life in His kingdom. I don't want to, there's no condemnation. I just lay it out and you, God, you deal with it however you want to. He is going to deal with it. And it's just better if I deal with it when he points it out. And if I don't, he'll, he don't care who knows it. Years ago, notable Christian, famous guys with ministry, they had their laundry all hung out in front of everybody. If they would have dealt with it personally, that would have never happened. He doesn't care to embarrass us. It doesn't embarrass him. We're all his kids. Lord, I, I, I just bring this to you. Let's just stand. Let's let Jesus be Jesus. I was going to have you play that battle hymn again. But there's a line in that song. He is sifting out the hearts of men before the judgment seat. The hearts of men before the judgment seat. Men, you're going to stand before God. We're all going to stand before Him. Thank you.
Just come let, let Jesus be Jesus in your life today. Whatever your need is, just bring it to Him now. In Jesus' name. Just come. Just come. Men, you ought to be leaving. We've got a lady here first. Are we going to be the church He's called us to be? Are you going to take your place in this battle? for your family, for your life. Didn't sing that. Didn't sing it, sing it. If God's putting his finger on something, you know you need to change. You need to stop that. You need to start that. Let's be the church. Let's call us to be. There's still room at the altars. There's still room. I have read a fiery gospel writ in burnished rows of steel. Listen, it's here. It's his. It's not mine. It's not yours. It's his kingdom. Let the hero born of woman crush the serpent with his heel. Since my God is He's going to stand before the judgment seat of God. I'm going to be in heaven. And watch the ascension church marching. I'm going to see the feelings of lies that have been changed. Oh, be swift, my soul, to answer him. Be jubilant, my feet. Our God is marching. Come on, give it to him today. He can change it. He'll make a way for you. Whatever it is, he'll make a way for you. His truth is marching on. His truth is marching on. If you want us to pray for you, just come. Just start it over when it goes off, Ellen. We just bless you, Lord. We just bless you. Lord, I thank you for people that want to walk with you. Lord, I lift up and I pray wisdom for everyone here about how to please you, how to grow in you. Lord, I pray for wisdom in that. You want to see the coming of the Lord? You know, someday He's going to come. 
He's going to. He said he'd come back. And you know, so many want him to come. But think of all the people who go to hell if we don't win. Thank you for men that will pray, Lord, for women that will pray. Believe you for their family. Come on, give him praise. He's worthy to be praised. Is he your king or not? Get in. You're in or out. There's no sitting on the fence. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Lord, thank you for giving us your word and your mighty Holy Spirit to lead us. I have read a fiery gospel writ in burnished rows of steel As ye deal with my contemptors, so with you my grace shall deal the hero born of woman crush the serpent with his heel since my God you watch that serpent. is marching Keep the snake on. out he has sounded forth the trumpet that shall never call retreat he will never call retreat the hearts of men before his judgment seat Oh, be swift, my soul, to answer him. Be jubilant, my feet. Our God He's marching is on. Let's march with him. Let's join him. It's a great song. Oh, it's got a great message. Dixie says, is it too late to be healed? Lord, just come. I know she wants a touch from God. I was reading in the scripture this morning, and um, Jesus, I saw where he healed people in church. I saw where he healed people out on the street. Or wherever he was. And I just feel like that there's some in here that need to be healed. I'm talking about physical healing right now. But he can heal you of anything. But if you have a physical problem that you cannot get help with, or even if you're getting help with it, come forth and we'll pray for you. Scripture says we can lay hands on the sick and they'll be healed. 
I believe that. I believe that the Lord heals as we act upon his word. You know, and we say our nation needs to be healed. Yes, it needs to be healed, but sometimes we need physical healing too. Maybe we have um, things in our heart that aren't right, and that could be holding up our healing too. Lord wants to heal that, whatever it is, and we'll lay hands on you, and we'll see what the Lord does. I think he wants, you know, I read this morning where there was a lady that was bent over for 18 years. She came to church. I believe it was in church. He touched her. She got straightened up. She was healed, made whole, and went home healed. Look at that. And I'm just, All the way Bob, the come up here. We'll pray for your back. He told me before. This is not a word that I acknowledge, but he told me he had back trouble. I want to pray for him and ask the Lord to heal his back and anybody else. If you need to go, feel free to go, but you're welcome to come join us as we pray. We're going to let God do what He wants to do. There may be some other words given here this morning. Ellen, pray for her. We'll give got something for her. Go to work.
this morning God tell you something well the word is charge forward in Jesus name sing your Wednesday night Amen, Gabriel. You're, you're marked for life.